0: now, for the show reflecting on classic radio Hollywood 360 with your host, Carl Amari.
1: Who's that strange looking man, thank you? That's Carl. Cool. I'm him at the laundry, man.
0: Sam, sweetheart.
2: I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away.
3: The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Masked Avenger.
1: Uh, This is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits.
2: Wanna hear the most annoying sound in the world? (laughs) Guys! Guys! Guys!
4: Fellas, think we could listen to the radio or something?
5: Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co host is the astonishing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Jack Webb stars as Sergeant Joe Friday on another true crime case. From the files of the LAPD on Dragnet from 1950. But first, it's Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous? The Music Edition. Lisa will play clips from popular songs and provide a statement about each song. My job is to guess if that statement is real or ridiculous while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? Hey,
6: Carl, it sounds easy, but apparently it's not.
5: No. No. So,
6: <laughs> so I've chosen songs with gibberish lyrics. Gibberish. Right. So
5: Abadabadoo. We'll,
6: Abadabadoo, that would be Yabba, flin, dabba, That would be the Flintstones gibberish.
5: Flintstones.
6: Made the, the Flintstones. Flintstones. So, uh, you'll note the gibberish on each of these songs. Okay. I have little clips of them. Here's the first song with gibberish.
5: Most of all,
6: Coo-cuchu, that, Coo-cuchu, that would be Robinson. gibberish So this is Mrs. Robinson by Simon and Garfugle oh, I like Cuckoo Cachoo Do you know what Cuckoo Cachoo is Ocaro? No I don't Exactly <laughs> <laughs> Exactly.
5: They had so many hits these guys oh, huh? Holy that. Toledo Love them Okay.
6: Okay, here's your statement. All right. Paul Simon began writing this as Mrs. Robertson, but changed it to Mrs. Robinson for The Graduate. It
5: um, sounds real, but I'm going to say, is a pizza on the line, by the way, for this? Sure, why not? Um, I'll say. So it's... let me say
6: it again. Paul Simon began writing this as Mrs. Robertson, change it to Mrs. Robinson for the movie The Graduate. Real or ridiculous?
5: Uh, Well, I'm just going to say ridiculous.
6: Okay. It is ridiculous Whoa.
5: because he began
6: writing it as Mrs. <laughs> Roosevelt. Ah, oh, and then oh, changed it to Mrs. Robinson. Wow. You are up one.
5: You know, I was three quarters of a way to a pizza last week. I got three you out of were, four. You were. Sorry, right, I got the first one. I got three more to okay, go. Well, I'll just pizza. make sure
6: that doesn't happen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Here's the next song. Let's listen for the gibberish.
5: Hey Joe. Hey
6: Joe. If you wanna give it a go? Gitchy Gitchy Ya ya. There it is. Gitchy Gitchy Ya ya da da. Again, gibberish. But uh, we all love it anyways. But I
5: mean if a girl said that to me, if she was like Gitchy Gitchy Ya ya da da, I'd be like, Oh yeah. Yeah, whatever sure. you say.
6: Whatever. <laughs> yeah, okay. It sounds cute. Okay. So this is Lady Marmalade by Patty Mar- LaBelle.
5: Lady Marmalade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
6: All right, here's your statement. In 2015, this song was used in a commercial for Estee Lauder perfume.
5: Ah, ridiculous.
6: Let's listen.
7: Modern
6: Muse La Rouge. the new fragrance from Estee Lauder. Oh. Yep, Modern Muse La Rouge, new a new oh, perfume from Estee Lauder. They oh, did use it, so it's real. Oh, so shoot. unfortunately, Damn. you've lost your pizza. Darn, 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 darn. <laughs> you may not be jumping down the halls. Ah, shoot. Darn. Uh, <laughs> Here's your next song. Oh,
5: man. It depresses me. I am the Eggman. I, I am see. the Walrus. I
6: am the Walrus, the Beatles. Let's Let's listen for the gibberish. There it is. Goo 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 Don't know what that means.
5: Is that John Lennon? I think it's John Lennon. Okay.
6: All right. Here's your statement. Right. Nothing on the line here. Statement. Sticks covered this song in 2004. Sticks covered it? I don't know. I'm asking you.
5: Ridiculous.
6: Let's listen. See who it is. Stick. They are the Stick That is stick So you're doing great They did a good job Oh, it's great
5: Yeah, they did a really job It's great good
6: You job. know who was in the music video for this? Who made a cameo in this no, music video? You're gonna tell me I am Billy Bob Thornton Oh, wow Did a cameo really? in the stick music In this Sticks. music video that Sticks did Wow Of I Am the walrus. He's Lawrence.
5: great yeah. What an amazing actor yeah. I, I, think, right. I think he's one of the greatest actors of our time. Really? really I really do.
6: I don't know. But. Yeah.
5: All right. Go okay. on. Okay. And if Billy, if you're out there listening, want to
6: call in? <laughs> hang we'll out with us? We'll talk to you. We'll definitely. <laughs> we'll let you in the door. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> Sounds he's good. He's so great. <laughs> oh, I think I see him out the door there right is. there. <laughs> all right. Here's your last song. Okay. Abracadabra. I know we all Reach use it, but grab it's grab gibberish. Abra-abra-cadabra Who's singing, Carl? This is
5: uh, Little River Band.
6: <laughs> you tried that before and <laughs> it wasn't right then either. <laughs> you just keep saying Little, Little River Band. I'll get it
5: right at some point. Not
6: tonight, you will This is Steve Miller Band. Oh, Steve but Miller. they both said band at the end, so it's kind of close. <laughs> <laughs> <Love>,
5: Abra-abra-cadabra <laughs> I'm gonna reach out and grab
6: you. All right, you ready?
5: Yeah.
6: Uh, This song was used in an episode of Sabrina, the Teenage Witch.
5: It sounds real. I'll say real.
6: Let's listen. Yep, this is Sugar Ray. He covered the song in 1999 and aired on an episode of Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. So real. I can't cool down. Bit different feel to it.
5: He's doing it good.
6: Yeah, it's great. Well, you got a, two he's out of four. That's not as
5: good as I would do it, though, but it good Oh, gonna... for sure, no. Are you ready? Yeah. Abra, Abra, Kadabra. <laughs> Kadabra, that's all? I'm going to reach out and grab you. Huh? Abra,
6: well, you're very passionate Abra, about it. Kadabra. It's Abra, though, though, not Abba. I know you guys could see him now. You know, His arms are waving back the and forth. <laughs> One of these
5: days, someone out there in Radio Do you Land, think? someone out there is going to hear me mm-hmm. and be like, I can sign this guy to a record. Right. You know? We'll have to sweeten it. We'll have to teach him a little bit. We'll have he's a, he's like a diamond in the rough. A very rough. He's, <laughs> he's, we need to polish him a little yeah. bit. You need know, to polish me.
6: Honestly, I think you can only learn so much from like, no. The voice I can teacher. be polished, Lisa. I tried to be polished, and I could only go so far. <laughs>
5: so here, so there's someone out there. There's someone out there in in, yeah. in listening to my voice okay. right now. Be like, okay, he's not good. He's not really good. But Trainable. I can get him some training. I can polish him a little bit, mm-hmm. and. We can we can sweeten it. You know, there's things in the studio they can do. I'm sure right? they can auto-tune we can, you. We can record them in the shower because I'm right. real. Man, you should hear me in the shower. Oh, I'm I real, bet.
6: I don't really we'll, want to, we'll though. We'll put a
5: microphone in the shower <laughs> no, with him. Let him sing these songs that mm-hmm. he likes, and we'll put that album out, and it'll mm-hmm. work. It'll well, work, Well, I wish Lisa. you the
6: best of luck.
5: Someone out there is going I really do. Good I'm luck. Well, you, you got two happen. out of four. I have faith.
6: Good. I have faith. Good. I'm glad.
5: I'm a glass-half-full guy.
6: Great. Well, I'm All happy right. for you. So,
5: anyway, Dragnet's coming up next. Jack Webb Starring. Stick around.
0: More Hollywood 360 after these important messages.
6: Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free.
5: You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth.
6: Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now, 800-494-8310.
5: Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. One of the most realistic-sounding radio shows of the golden age of radio was, without a doubt, Dragnet. When you listen to Dragnet, it sounds so real. It sounds like it's really happening. Jack Webb stars as Sergeant Joe Friday in this radio series at lasted. Are you ready for this 1949 to 1957, nine seasons on radio, and then it was like another 15 or 16 seasons on TV. I mean, he came up with this idea to take true crime cases from the LAPD and dramatize them on radio. Super successful. We have a broadcast for you now, March 2nd, 1950, called The Big Kill this was uh, sponsored by Fatima. We've removed the Fatima cigarette commercials. Part one now of Dragnet.
0: The story you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Fatima cigarettes brings you Dragnet. Dragnet. You're a detective sergeant. You're assigned to homicide detail. A police officer is shot down on the front steps of his home. There's no apparent motive for the shooting. The assailant escapes in a blue sedan. Your job, get him.
8: Dragnet the documented drama of an actual crime. For the next 30 minutes, in cooperation with the Los Angeles Police Department, you will travel step by step on the side of the law through an actual case from official police files. From beginning to end, from crime to punishment, Dragnet is the story of your police force in
2: action. It was Sunday, May 23rd. It was warm in Los Angeles. We were working the day watch out of homicide. My partner's Ben Romero. The boss is Thad Brown, chief of detectives. My name's Friday. I was off duty, reporting back in on an emergency call. It was five minutes past three a.m. when I got to room forty-two, homicide. Hi, Joe. Hi. How is he? He's dead. Huh? Went kind of fast. Huh? I just got the call a couple of minutes ago. He died in went to hospital. Friday,
7: right, Ben, let's go. Thad Brown's office.
2: All right.
1: How would it happen, Skipper?
7: I haven't got all the details. guy used a shotgun, point blank. Fillmore didn't have a chance. Chief, the detective's office, Egan. Crime lab? Yeah, out there now. Right. Chief, Ron Egan? Down the hall with Captain White, intelligence office. said to have you wait. Okay, we'll be inside.
2: All right. You want to fill us in, Skipper? Uh, not much
7: to tell. Fillmore was working the day watch out of robbery. He left work at 6 o'clock last night, drove home. Yeah. He had dinner, then he and his wife went to a show. got home about 11.30, went to bed. Yeah. About 1.30 this morning, the front doorbell rang and Fillmore answered it. His wife said she heard him open the door and there was a gunshot. She ran to the front door in time to see a guy jump in a car and drive away. Fillmore was lying on the porch,
2: chest ripped open. You say the guy used a shotgun? Yeah. No
1: other information
7: on the car he used? Blue sedan, that's all the wife could tell us. She didn't get the license number. Said it looked like a new model car. No physical evidence. Huh? haven't found anything. Either. Here's the boss. Chief. Elliot, you brief Friday in Romero.
2: Told him much as I know. Any idea what the guy's motive was?
4: Revenge. Any leads? Just one. Then White Intelligence came up with it. A guy by the name of Jake Carver. Carver? That's not familiar. He got out of Folsom three days ago. Served seven years armed robbery. Yeah. Fillmore was the man who got Carver and sent him up. the time he was sentenced, Carver swore up and down he'd get Fillmore when he got out. Hot-headed punk. Where do we look for Carver? Already checked where he's supposed to be staying, not there. Mm -hmm. There's a list of guys he used to run
2: with before he went to Folsom. Thanks. Let's see, Joe. Here it is. Ralph, Danton, Ernie, Travis, Jaime, Flores.
7: Carver been seen around town since he got out?
2: Once that we
4: know of in a bar out on Sunset Boulevard. Flores was with him.
1: How about Travis and Danton? Are they still around? Let's see.
4: Travis went east two years ago. Danton's around. Still runs with Flores. That's where you start. Flores? Yeah. Okay. Any reason? Two. Flores' sister used to go with Carver. Yeah? Flores owns a blue sedan.
2: 3.20 a.m. We checked Jaime Flores' last known address, the old 76 Hotel down in South Alameda. Flores had moved. His forwarding address was his mother's house, 1232 Alabama Street out in Boyle Heights. His mother told us Jaime was living on County View Avenue in Highland Park. 4:30 a.m. We located the address. Hmm. No garage here. Wonder where Jaime keeps his car. Uh-huh. Not parked on the street.
9: Yeah. What do you want?
2: Police officers. Oh. Like to talk to Jaime Flores.
7: Jaime. It's late. We're in bed.
2: It's important. We'd like to talk to him.
7: All right. Wait. I'll go get him up.
0: Jaime.
6: Come on, get up. Mm -hmm. Come on, Jaime. Cops at the door want to talk to you.
9: What
6: did they
0: say? They want to talk to you. Okay, baby. Yeah, officer's...
2: What can I do for you? You Jaime us. That's right. We're looking for Jake Carver. You know where he is? I wish I did. I'm through with that guy. Why? What's the matter? He borrowed my car the day before yesterday. So he'd only be gone a couple hours. I'm still waiting. You own a blue sedan, is that right? Yeah, 48 Chevy. Why, did he crack it up? I couldn't tell you. Do you have any idea where we can look for Carver? If I did, I'd be looking myself. Do you know if Carver's got a gun? Why? Had punk pull a job? Does he have a gun? In the trunk of the car, I use it on hunting trips. What kind? Shotgun. 4.45 a.m. We got out a broadcast and an APB on Jake Carver containing a complete description of the car and its license number. Roadblocks were set up on all main roads leading out of the city and police details at the airports, bus depots, and the railroad terminals were alerted. All of the people whom Carver was known to have run with before he was sent to Folsom Penitentiary were rounded up and brought in for questioning. While Captain Elliott from Homicide supervised the interrogation, Ben went across the street to check with a coroner at the morgue. I contacted Lee Jones at the crime lab. At 6 a.m., we met in Chief of Detectives Thad Brown's office
4: crime
7: lab found
2: anything? Single footprint, that's all. Jones found it in one of the flower beds in front of Fillmore's home. Is it tie-in? Size 10. That's Carver's size. A little help. Is there any indication Carver might still be in the city?
4: No, there was a good three hours between the time Fillmore was shot and the
7: roadblocks went up.
2: What about Carver's pals? Did they help any? Well, Flores is the only one
7: I've met seeing him since he got out. What about Flora's sister, Dorothy?
2: She lives out in Long Beach
7: and seen us and Burton are bringing her in now. That
4: mm-hmm. guy, Flores, did you question him again, Elliot? Yeah. You satisfied with everything he, he told you that he knows?
7: That's right. He doesn't seem to be too close to Carver. No record of any correspondence with him while he was in Folsom. How about the coroner's report, now. Well, Shotgun close range. Hit him hard. Well, those mugshots of Carver, are they out? Photocopy's still working on it. Turning out 2,000. Excuse me.
4: Ron speaking. Albert. Right. I got Dorothy Flores in the interrogation room. You want to talk to her, Elliot?
7: Uh, Ben, you and Joe talk to her. Tell Encinas and Burton to check in here. I got another angle I want him to start on. Right, let's go, Mm Joe. He must be
2: as mad as a hatter. Three days out of Folsom and he kills a cop. Yeah, if it was him. You got any other ideas? We need more than a footprint. We got to find the gun and we got to prove that he used it.
0: Aye. Aye. You two going to take over?
2: Yeah, Lloyd. You and Gil check in at the chief's office Captain wants to see you. Okay. You want the policewoman to stand by? It's fine. Let's go, Gil. See you guys later. All right. You're Dorothy Flores?
9: Yeah.
2: You know why you're here?
9: Jake Carver. That's what they told me.
2: That's right. Do you know where he is? No. Have you seen Carver in the past three days?
9: Look, I don't want any part of the guy. He's nothing to me. He never was.
2: You used to go around with him, didn't you?
9: Seven years ago, before he went to Folsom. Mm-hmm.
2: What happened to your eye, Miss Flores? Those bruises there on your arm?
9: Um, we had a party. I fell and bumped myself.
2: Looks like a pretty new black eye. Did you have the party last night?
9: I told you, Jake's nothing to me. He's a crazy hothead. I don't want any part of him.
2: Was he around to see you last night?
9: I used to go with him, that's all. I don't care what happened to him.
2: You saw him last night? Huh? I didn't. This is on a murder rap, Miss Flores.
9: I didn't want to see him. He came to my room. He forced his way in. I didn't want any part of him. When was it? Early this morning. What time? About 2 o'clock, maybe 10 after. He wanted money, he acted like a crazy man. I told him I didn't have any money. He slugged me. That's how I got this mouse.
2: What do you want the money for?
9: He, he said he got the cop who sent him up. He had to get out of town. He took my purse. It was $48 in it.
2: Was he driving your brother's car?
9: Yeah, I, I didn't want any part of him. I got nothing in this.
2: Did he tell you where he was headed?
9: Mexico. He's got friends across the border. Tijuana.
2: All right. Stay with her, Ben. And uh, get a stenographer, too, will you? Yeah.
1: Friday?
2: Flora's girl, Skipper. Carva saw her this morning, admitted shooting Fillmore. She says he's headed south for Tijuana.
4: Maybe he stopped off on the way. How do you mean? A drugstore in San Pedro just held up. The owner was shot and killed. Yeah? The guy was driving a blue sedan.
2: An immediate alert was teletyped to the coastal town south of Los Angeles in the vicinity of San Pedro. The San Diego police were alerted, as were the Mexican authorities in Tijuana and other designated points of entry along the California-Mexico border. 7.50 a.m. Ben and I, together with Lloyd Barton and Al Shambra of Homicide, drove down to San Pedro and checked in with Lieutenant Maxwell at San Pedro Homicide.
1: What kind of a gun did the guy use, Lieutenant?
2: I checked the body. Looks like it could have been a 45.
1: No chance it might have been a shotgun? No, not that kind of a wound. Who saw the guy make his getaway? My wife did. We live right across the street from the drugstore. My wife heard the shooting and ran to the window. She says it was a blue sedan. She didn't see the license plate? No. I got to look at the car before it disappeared. It looked like a Chevy to me. There's been no sign of it since the roadblocks went up? Not yet. It's pretty hard to understand. How do you mean? Uh, Take a look at the map here. Here's Palace Verde's and Clifton to the west. Roadblocks there. Yeah. uh Here's the roadblock to the north, just this side of Harbor City. Another one northeast, near Wilmington. Yeah. This one here, outside of Long Beach. Had four roads to pick from. They're all blocked off, huh? No turn-offs, no detours. All the roads are under patrol.
2: You think he got south beyond Long Beach before the roadblocks went up? Not a chance. Yeah, it's hard to figure. He could be hiding out somewhere along the way. Hey, excuse me a moment.
1: Ah, uh, this is Lieutenant Maxwell. Where? Okay, be right there. Anything? I found the car off the coast highway, blue Chevy sedan. How about Carver? Bloodstains in the front seat. That's all they found.
5: Uh, It's the first portion of Dragnet broadcast called The Big Kill. And uh, that, of course, stars the one and only Jack Webb. I believe that is Peggy Weber in there, along with Raymond Burr and, of course, Barton Yarborough. uh, Ben Alexander also in that cast. Uh, Good broadcast, uh, sponsored originally by Fatima Cigarettes. Um, this show, you know, Lisa, the one of the reasons why it sounded so real Mm -hmm. was because Jack Webb, he spared no expense. He was like he always got the best actors, best writers, and they had five sound effects technicians. Most radio shows had one or maybe two. Jack Webb had five because there were so many sound effects going on, so many things going. Happening, yeah. you know, even like little atmospheric sound effects that really made it seem like it was really happening. You just great stuff, Dragnet. We'll get back to it in just a few minutes. Um, Sixteen seasons on TV—that's yeah. a successful show. Sure. Be right back.
4: I'm sure
5: And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Before we get back to Dragnet, I want to remind all of our listeners about Good Old Days Magazine. Now, we have been working with Good Old Days Magazine for many, many years now, and um, I cannot more highly recommend a magazine. It is exactly what our show is all about, a trip down memory lane. It's about the, the best of times, you know, the times of the... 30s 40s 50s 60s 70s it is amazing it's published six times per year each full color magazine is eight and a half by 11 features dozens of nostalgic stories vintage photos home cooking recipes which is perfect for you lisa you can really use those uh do you agree
6: I'm sure your family would agree. If I could follow a recipe, it would help.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Original illustrations, quizzes, vintage advertisements, so much. It's just chock full of fun reading and terrific photos. I mean, the photos are great. I had no idea. You know, we had Kathy Lynch on a couple of weeks ago. She's the editor of Good Old Days. And you asked her, and that was a great question. You asked her about the cover photos. Were those, because they're so great. There's like always little kids and you know they're um
6: they look so authentic and yeah. you have to wonder where they come from and if they're real and what the story is behind them
5: yeah and they're always in color so you think like well maybe they're maybe they're like kind
6: of a replicated thing yeah but thing.
5: They're, not. They're, they're not they're actual photos yep. of those days and then they're colorized
6: yeah they do look really authentic
5: it's such it's just a, i mean the clothing
6: put, and the and the hairstyles and the, yeah. and just the the background everything about them is is really neat
5: a lot of the articles are from people that get mm-hmm. the magazine and send in articles about right. their lives and you know interesting stories I got to tell you, folks, this is such a great magazine. If you're not subscribing, you really are missing out. And they have such an incredibly generous offer for our listeners that it's almost like free. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, it's a two-year subscription. It's normally $71.88. A two-year subscription, normally $71.88. But our listeners, Hollywood 360 listeners, only pay $18.00. For two years of this, and that's 75% off the regular price. Plus, they send you a free gift for signing up. I mean, it's amazing. So, how do you do this? How do you take care of this, uh, take advantage of this wonderful offer? Just go to our website, Hollywood360radio.com. Hollywood360radio.com. Scroll down. Till you see the good old days banners, a big banner, click it, takes you right through to a special page to sign up and save 75% off. And um, I write a column. I'm very honored to write a column, each issue, about a classic radio series. And then there's a special code you can put in and go to a website and download an episode of that classic radio show. So it's, it's just so much fun. You have to subscribe if you're not a subscriber you're missing out. Good Old Days incredible magazine. Go to our website hollywood360radio.com, scroll down, click Good Old Days banner and sign up. 2 years, 12 issues, normally 71.88, only $18. All right. That's all I got to say about it. That's because, it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's something else. I mean, that is quite an offer, right? I mean, it is. we have great sponsors, it and is. they always have generous offers, and this one is really great. Um, you will love the magazine. I promise you. All right, we're listening to Dragnet. This is a broadcast going back to 1950, March 2nd to be exact, called "The Big Kill," starring Jack Webb. Here's the conclusion. <laughs>
2: a.m., we found the blue Chevrolet sedan. It was lying overturned in a ditch just off a dead-end road on the edge of a grove of eucalyptus trees. Oil was still dripping from the crankcase. There were bloodstains on the upholstery in the front seat. In the glove compartment, we found two empty shotgun shells. Ben marked them with his initials for evidence and wrapped them in a handkerchief. The fingerprint men were called. We fanned out and started a search of the general area. See if we can't pick up a trail
1: in this eucalyptus grove here. Sure has got me big. What's that? The car all smashed up back there, blood all over. The guy must have been hurt. How'd he get this far away from the car?
2: What makes you think he did get far? Neither that or he's hiding right under our nose. Well,
1: no sign of a trail through here?
2: No, there's nothing. There's a clearing up ahead. Come on, let's cut through this brush here. Ben, come here. Yeah. Take a look. The trunk of this tree. Brown smears on it. Is it blood? Maybe. Look, higher up on the trunk there is the same thing. Wait a minute. Up in the tree. Can you see anything up there? No, the branches are pretty thick. Trees go pretty high up.
7: A good 60 feet up there.
2: Come here, Joe. Yeah? Follow my hand. Oh, no, just over at the left where, where? I'm pointing. Oh, yeah. Cover, Ben. You all right, Joe? Yeah. Can you see him? Yeah, up near the top. Brian, right, wait! Stay off, Burton. Don't come in the clearing. He's up in one of the trees. Uh, throw that gun down. And then come down yourself. All right, Ben.
7: Hit Joe. Come on, let's...
2: Shotgun's over there.
1: Is he alive? Yeah. It's a hard tree to climb.
2: wonder how he got up there. I don't know. But this was the only way to get him down. We called an ambulance and had Jake Carver taken back to Los Angeles to the county hospital, the prison ward. We took the shotgun and the empty shells and booked them as evidence with the property clerk. The wrecked blue sedan was impounded. Two counts of murder were filed against Carver with the district attorney. There was still one important piece of evidence missing, the 45 pistol used in the robbery and murder of the San Pedro druggist. A month passed. While Carver recuperated in the prison ward of the county hospital, we were busy building a case for his conviction. We still had only enough evidence to convict him for one of the murders. Another two months went by. On August 30th, Jake Carver was brought to trial for the shotgun murder of police officer Robert Fillmore. Ten days later, the jury found him guilty of first-degree murder. He was sentenced to a life term in Folsom Penitentiary. Knowing that we didn't have enough evidence to convict his client for the murder of the druggist, Carva's lawyer demanded an immediate trial on the second charge. Wednesday, September 12th, 10 a.m., I was called at the chief of detective's office.
4: Roddy, sit down.
2: Thank you.
7: Elliot and I have been talking about this Jake Carver thing.
2: They set the trial date yet? Starts next Tuesday. Bringing Carver down from Folsom tomorrow. That's bum luck. We're not going to convict him on the evidence we've got. We don't even have the gun. We've got to get a
4: conviction. He beat the death rap for killing Fillmore. If he gets over this one, that means he's still eligible for parole. Yeah. So he serves ten years, maybe. Good behavior. He gets out and he's ready to
2: start in all over again.
7: if we could just sew him up for killing that druggist, we could put him away for good.
2: I don't know how, Skipper. It's a pretty good bet that no jury will convict him unless we find that gun. Mm -hmm. We
4: got another out. Just one. What's that? If we can get Carver to admit he killed that druggist. It's a neat trick. When you and Ben got him last May, uh,
2: did he see you at all? you think he could recognize you again? Couldn't have gotten a very good look from where he was up in that tree. Ben did all the testifying at the trial. I wasn't even there. Now you wouldn't know me. Why?
7: When they bring Carver down from Folsom tomorrow, they'll put him in county jail while he's waiting trial. Yeah. Chief figures if we could plant you in the same cell with him, there's a chance he might talk, if you play it right. No, I don't know.
4: He's no beginner. Well, neither are you. If you carved enough of the right bait at the right time, there's a chance he'll put his foot in it. Maybe.
2: All right, will you set it up with the county jail?
4: Yeah, and remember, he's a killer.
2: Don't take any chances. Suppose he gets wise. Well, then we'll know you tried following day at 2 p.m. I was booked at Central Jail as Joe Ramus, a robbery suspect. Ramus was the actual name of an Eastern thief whom we knew was not acquainted with Jake Carver. After being mugged and fingerprinted, transportation officers took me to the 12th floor of the Hall of Justice where I was booked into the county jail. After that, I was taken down to a cell block on the 10th floor known as the High Power Tank, where prisoners charged with major crimes are held. During the day, the individual cells are left open and the prisoners are allowed to visit with one another. I was taken back and shown the cell I was assigned to. Jake Carver was already there. He was playing two-handed poker with another inmate on the lower bunk. Here you go, Ramos.
7: This cell here. You can
2: take the top bunk. All right. How many cards you want? Make it two, Jake. Hey, Hey, uh, move, will you? I want to get in my bunk. Come on, make your bed. Says two
1: cigarettes. Your two, bump you six.
2: I said I'd like to get in my bunk. Go on, Sam, play the game. Okay, I'll see you. Maybe you didn't hear me, Sam. I said I want to get in my bunk. I heard you, Mac. I don't like shoving around like this. All right, now, sit down. What's your complaint? Didn't they tell you when you came through the door? And they bury you in the hole for beefing in here. Then, as long as I'm in here with you, let's get it straight right now. Don't bother me. And while you're at it, keep your rum dumb pals out of here. You understand? I don't think I do. You'll be around uh, quite a while, smart guy.
1: I won't forget
2: this. Oh yeah.
1: Chow time. Come on, here it is. What are you doing down there, Darvin? Nothing. I always sit on the floor. Well, get back to your cell,
0: Chow. Yeah. See you, Jake. Yeah.
2: What's this junk they feed you? Boiled beef, boiled potatoes. It's a habit with them here. Junk. Can you buy from the outside? Candy. Sometimes pie. A guy comes around in the morning. Who are you? Joe Ramos. Ramos, huh? Chicago? I've been there. So have I. I'm Jake Carver. Hiya. right. What are you up for? Talk to my lawyer. You got a smart mind. You got a big one. You take care of your own worries, huh? I'll take care of mine. I ain't got any worries. I got a maid. Hey, you want that piece of bread? I don't want any of it. Take it. Tell the truth. I never had it so good. No witnesses. No evidence. They can't touch me. Sure. That's why you're in here. Three days passed by playing the part of the tough gunman from Chicago, I succeeded in getting close to Carver. Because of the close confinement, I was with him almost constantly, but he still refused to confide. In a roundabout way, I pressed him as much as I could for the answer without making him suspicious. No results. 8.55 p.m. Sunday, two days before the trial opened. Sam, Jake Carver, and I were playing blackjack in the aisle just outside our cell. All right, Sam, hit me. There you are. Okay, I'm good. Ramus, I'll stand. Eighteen, pay nineteen. Ah. That's all for me. Me too. I'm going to hit the second. Yeah, just when I start to come, like always crying. Hey, Ramus, excuse me, I remember you. Haven't I seen you around City Hall? Sure, I live there.
7: All right, it's time. Lock up. I
2: excuse
7: me.
1: I
2: remember. Ramos, hmm. what's
0: he talking about? I
2: don't know. I've got a headache. It's killing me. Yeah? Well, let me crack your neck. It'll help it. No, that's no good. You got any of them brown pills? Come on, I'll crack your neck. Loosen up those nerves. Always helps me. Yeah? Yeah, here, let me show you. Come on, turn around. Take it easy. And just relax. Let yourself go. Yeah. Come on, I'll get my hands around the back of your neck. Come on, relax. Well, well, well this won't hurt to... you. All right. got to be careful with this, though. You could break a guy's neck, you know. Take it easy, huh? What's the matter? Come on, relax. All right. Let me get a better grip on your neck. Take it easy, huh? All right, now. <clears throat> ah. All right, Stuart, how's that? That's not bad. Feels a little better. That work's okay. Sure. Hey, I noticed you had a visitor today. One of the boys in the East? No. A friend of mine out here. He just got in town. The coppers are trying to pin a killing on him. No, who is he? Max Wesley. A good man. Tried to say he pulled a job down to San Pedro.
0: Pedro, huh? What kind of job?
2: Stick up. Drugstore, a couple months ago. Yeah?
1: That's what they got me on, you know?
2: It's funny. Well, I think I'll get some shut eye. What about this job they're trying to hang on him, You tell you? I don't remember. The guy who ran the store was shot up, I think. Died. Max wasn't even in town when it happened. Happened in May? Last May? I don't know. I'll see you in the morning. Yeah. Hard beds. They didn't have nothing on Max, son. They let him go. Oh, that's yet. He's out on bail. I mean, no evidence on him. No gun, huh? Yeah, they got a gun. I think that's what Max said where they find it, they say? I don't know where they found it. Well, go to sleep, will he, you? He mentioned anything else about Pedro, like San Pedro Hills? Yeah. Uh, maybe that's where they found it. I think Max said that. Oh. No. No, that couldn't be. All right. I just know that. Hey, uh, Ramos, it must wasn't the Harbor Drugstore, was it? What's eating you, anyway? Will you go to sleep? Look, Ramos. Ramos, I gotta know. It's important. What are you talking about? I gotta get some sleep. Will you listen a minute? I ditched a gun down there in the San Pedro Hills. All right, what are you worrying about? They don't send you up for hiding guns? Listen, I'm hot on that job. They got me on one murder rap. If they tag me on another one, it's for keeps. What do you want me to do? Talk to the governor? Are you sure this guy Max said that they found a gun? Now, look, Carver. Max said they found a gun in the San Pedro Hills. Now, you get on down in your bunk and let's talk about it in the morning, Wait, huh? What, what kind? Did he say what kind? I don't know. I don't remember. Was it a 45? Something like that. Yeah, 45, I guess that was it. Now, get on there, will you? Listen. Got that jailer barking down here. Quiet down in there. All right. You go to sleep now? I can't be. It's not the same one. They, they couldn't have found it. They haven't talked to me. Ramos. Huh? When did they find the gun did Max tell you that mm. when did they find the gun When? Hmm? I don't know he didn't say where San Pedro Hills oh, yes. Ramos I gotta know it wasn't by a covert was it on the hill road I don't know I'll ask Max the next time I see him is that where you ditched yours but they they couldn't have found it nobody could have uh, was this, this covert see back on the road yeah there was a piece of
1: cement broken off the bottom edge of the covert, Kind of a hollowed-out space inside. And I pushed the dirt all around it. you got to ask Max. Mm-hmm. Ask him where they found that gun.
2: Yeah, I'll see him Wednesday. I'll ask him. you got to find out. They could put me away for good. What are you worrying about? They haven't paired you up yet with the gun they found? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Maybe they didn't figure
1: it. Maybe they forgot. Maybe. Yeah cops are dumb. They forget. That's what everybody says, isn't
2: it? Yeah, that's what everybody says. The story you have
0: just heard was true. Only the names were changed to protect the innocent. On September 18th, trial was held in Superior Court,
8: Department 91, City and County of Los Angeles, State of California. In a moment, the results of that trial. The murder gun, a 45 caliber automatic pistol, was recovered from the San Pedro Hills, and Jacob John Carva was brought to trial. He was tried and convicted of murder in the first degree the jury again refused to recommend the death penalty. Carva is now serving a life term in the state penitentiary without possibility of parole. You have just heard Dragnet, authentic cases from official files. Technical advice for Dragnet comes from the office of Chief of Police, W.A. Wharton, Los Angeles Police Department.
0: Dragnet wishes to thank the editors of Radio Best magazine for their considerate appraisal of this program. For those of you who may be interested, a novelized version of Dragnet appears in the April issue of Radio Best. Fatima Cigarettes has brought you Dragnet from Los Angeles. Tomorrow, hear Mr. and Mrs. Ronald Coleman in the Halls of Ivy. On NBC.
5: Remember watching this show on television as a kid, Lisa? I remember they would have two hands, and one hand would strike a like a we had a chisel or something like that, and it was hitting a chisel. And I'm sure people listening to me right now that remember watching it was like that was like his logo jack webb's logo for his production company like mark 54 or something or i don't remember what it was but it was like two hands they were all sweaty and greasy looking and and then this big hammer would come down cadong,
6: you remember that i don't yeah
5: you were see you're one year younger than me i want everyone to know that out there in actually, radio land actually more
6: just to clarify one year a little bit
5: more, younger than me but more. and so i kind of remember these early television shows
6: you know, I did watch Dragnet a little bit, but I don't think it was one of the ones that I really loved or appreciated, so I wouldn't remember yeah. the details.
5: Yeah, oh gosh, I used to watch Dragnet. Dragnet was great. I mean... I mean,
6: I was more of a that girl kind of girl. Yeah,
5: <laughs> not me. I was watching the color episodes of Dragnet. Now, before color, of course, there was black and white, and before the black and white Dragnet, there yep. was the radio mm-hmm. shows, which we just played, The Big Kill... That is March second, nineteen fifty. Jack Webb starring. Um, I believe that was Peggy Weber, Raymond Burr in there, along with uh, Ben Alexander. Of course, if Carl Shadow was listening, he'd know for sure because he knows all these
6: voices. I know, amazing. He, right? he just
5: listens to these shows and it's like, well, there's uh, yeah. you know, Peggy Tony Weber. Barrett. Yep. There's her, you know, whatever. Um, it's a talent. Let me tell you, right. Um, all right, thanks. Time uh, for Sarah's. Backstage
3: Pass. Hi, Carl, and hello to all of our listeners out there. Tonight, I'll be critiquing the fifth and final Indiana Jones movie starring Harrison Ford. The movie series started in 1981 with Raiders of the Lost Ark, then Temple of Dune, 1984, then Last Crusade, 1989, and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, 2008, which brings us to the last movie. Dial of Destiny. We meet Indy's goddaughter, Helena. Her father is played by Toby Jones. He's Indy's teaching colleague, and she wants to find the time-travel dial. Dad told me you found something on a train during
0: the war. A
3: dial that
0: could change the course of history. Why are you chasing the thing that drove your father crazy?
3: James Mangold is the director. Steven Spielberg directed the first four movies. He serves as producer here. You stole it.
0: And then you stole it.
4: And then I stole it. It's called Comptivism. This way! Fashion your seatbelt. There might be some triplets.
3: The bottom line, I'm in. Three stars out of four. You'll see several chase scenes that are entertaining. I especially enjoyed the wild horseback one. Also, Marion... Karen Allen, Indy's wife, oh yeah, she makes an appearance. I've interviewed her twice. She's very lovely. The cons? Okay, the movie CGI isn't perfect. And the script's timeline? It's kind of hard to follow. But you know, all is forgiven as Harrison Ford at 80 years old is as great as ever as Indy. Thanks for listening in. I'm Sarah Knight-Adamson, your national film critic for Sarah's Backstage Pass.
5: And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. In our next hour, Lucille Ball guest stars on the Kraft Music Hall, starring Bing Crosby. But first, Lisa Wolf Dillon is our lyricist for Learning the Lyrics. Right, we're
6: going to be talking songs that begin with the letter C. C? you think of any? Come on, maybe you get one.
5: See you soon. (laughs)